Welcome, welcome, welcome. 6 a.m. run community. It's me, your boy. I don't like, you know, I'll say, I'll say on air as before I, I, I want to get right to our guest. It's very awkward calling myself founder and CEO. I'm so, I'm at 42. I was, you know, as you guys, a lot of you know, I was working in corporate America for so long. I've always been used to having bosses. So I don't ever view myself as the man or the boss. So, but, and I don't know what to call myself as a podcaster. So it's titles for me. And especially as I introduce myself in these hellos on these podcasts, they're probably, I seem like, to me, they seem like they're very corny. So with that, obviously, you know, this is like, I think our 20 some episode, we're now up to three a week. I really want to thank all of you guys for listening. And I want to get right to my guest today because this individual who I'm about to introduce really hits the core of our audience. I'd love to introduce Dave Durrell. Dave, as you probably heard me say on other ones, I know you listen to a few of our episodes. Please hype yourself and introduce yourself to our audience. <laughs> well, thanks, Tommy. I, I really appreciate you having me on. I love what you're doing with 6 a.m. Run. As I Thank just you. mentioned to you off the air, I've listened to several episodes and uh, really like what you guys are doing. It's really cool. So awesome. my story is I have a website called strengthafter50.com. I realize not all of your listeners are over 50, but that's kind of the group I focus on. But however, we have a lot of people, you know, where the connection with you guys came from. I have a lot of clients who are runners who really enjoy that as a hobby, everything from 5Ks to, you know, these 50 mile races. We have yeah. one person who's an acupuncturist who runs those. And the type of training that I advocate is strength training from head to toe, fingertip to fingertip, just trying to strengthen every muscle group, but in a really uh, intense and brief fashion. Okay. It only takes 30 minutes. It's once or twice a week. So it really is a great fit for runners, people who are serious about running. You know, if you're just kind of maintaining a little bit, running two or three times a week. You can fit in two strength training workouts. If you have a competition coming up, you cut it back to one. And the idea is two things for runners. Number one goal of the strength training program is to reduce your risk of injury, which obviously if you get injured, you can't train, you can't run, no. uh, everything goes out the window. And then number two, secondary to that is to improve your performance potential by increasing your muscle's ability to produce force. Absolutely. So we get the force production up by uh, strength training with resistance exercise, and then the runners go out and apply that on the track or the road or whatever they're mm -hmm. running on, and that's the name of the game there. So it just really improves people's running performance, reduces risk of injury, and it's a great fit. You're not... Uh, wearing yourself out in the process with some lengthy bodybuilding split routine type of program. So it, right. it really seems to be kind of a match made in heaven. Yeah. What, if you mind me, if you don't mind me asking you a little more, even in your history, former athlete has physical fitness been, you know, a part of your life. And I, I think soon I want to start doing video. I love, you know, I think people need to see, you know, sometimes as, as we're talking to people, I know a lot of podcasts, you, I love that it gets, gets you a little bit more visual as you get to kind of visualize in your mind, but, you know, looking at you, you're happy, you're very influential, you look in great shape. Was physical fitness something that has always been a part of your life? Did you, 
maybe mid, like, did you start later? Can you start a little bit even from the beginning, how you really embrace this lifestyle? I'd be happy to. I actually, I'm 63 right now, and I wow. actually started strength training 50 years ago when I was 13 oh, wow. years old. I was a classic 99-pound weakling, little skinny kid, not very athletic. And uh, one of my friends said to me, why don't you lift weights to get bigger? Which at that time, 1971, that was a really odd thing for someone to say to me right. at 13, because I had no idea you could get bigger by lifting weights. I had no idea yeah. how that worked. So you know, I, back then, of course, no internet. You had to just try to figure out what to do by asking other people or by reading bodybuilding magazines yeah. that you would find. And you didn't even have bookstores back then. You just went to a newsstand somewhere and got those. So I, I decided to try it. I talked my dad into buying me a weight set and I started to work out. And I really enjoyed it right off the bat. The next year I entered high school and found out that they had a wrestling team. And although I was not very athletic in traditional sports like football, baseball, or basketball, anything that involved a, a ball, I wasn't too good at. But I quickly discovered I was pretty good at grabbing people and tossing them around. So that's what I stuck with throughout high school and college. And as you know, wrestling requires a high degree of physical conditioning. So that's really where my interest began. I just wanted to be the best I could be in wrestling. So there's a lot of weight training involved. There's a lot of running involved. Of course, not like some of your listeners or yourself, but you know, you're doing it as part of your training. So I really developed an interest in the strength training and conditioning aspect of, right. of wrestling, the preparation for it. And also that's where my interest in sports medicine developed because I got injured a few times. And, okay. you know, when that happens, you want to figure out how do I come back from this injury? How do I right. prevent it from happening next time, et cetera? So I wrestled throughout high school and college, got a degree in physical education, wow. couldn't find a teaching job. My goal was to be a wrestling coach, but there were no jobs available and I needed one. So I got a job in a local gym and I really enjoyed that. And I've just kind of stuck with that ever since, including working at that first gym, eventually managing a couple of the clubs for them, worked at a few different commercial fitness places over the years, then decided in my early 30s to go back to school and get a little more into the medical field by going back to school for physical therapy. So I added that to my repertoire. I got a physical therapy license as a physical therapist assistant in 1995. Lucky for me, I also met my wife in physical therapy school. Okay. So yeah, I was in Connecticut. We moved to Florida together and started working as physical therapist assistants in various settings. And we started a personal training business on the side at night as kind of a side hustle. And before you know it, we had doctors and other therapists referring people to us and people who were already members of the gym saw what we were doing and wanted us to train them. And pretty soon we didn't have time for therapy anymore. We were getting so many personal training clients. So we just developed that into a full-time occupation for each of us. About 1998, I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to volunteer to help out the strength and conditioning staff of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFL oh, wow. team who won the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Yeah. And Tom Brady is going to come back and try He's to do it more back? time. No. Yeah, that's a big deal down here. So, <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, I took advantage of that and really enjoyed it 
tremendously. So I, I started to wonder what it would take to become an NFL strength and conditioning coach, if that would wow. even be a goal that would be possible for me. And the guys who were working there said, yeah, you, you know, you could give it a shot. It's pretty hard. Everybody wants to do it. There's only 32 teams, but you don't have two things you're going to need. One is a master's degree and one's college experience. So the following year, I went and got both. I accepted a wow. job as an assistant strength and conditioning coach at Southeast Missouri State University. And as part of my compensation, they paid for my master's degree. So I did that. Well, and back up. So, and, and real quick, I want to touch on that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but no you didn't, I love right there. I think some people, I'm not going to lie. I think maybe even myself, I'm not a studious person, but I think I, even myself, I'd be like, oh man, I don't have the tools they're looking for. It seems you basically were like, F that I'll, I'll all right, you, that's what you need. No problem. I'll go get it. Like, I don't want to just kind of not act like I didn't hear that. I love that part of this story. They told you what they need. And you were just like, I, I feel like you kind of nonchalantly said that part, but I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like you were just <laughs> like, nope. Okay. I got you. Like it's that to me is that's a very like confident kind of move you made and, and you, you bet on yourself and you went, you got what they require. Now you may not, I, I want to hear the rest of the story where you end up, but that's to me, that's, that's a boss move. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You know, that's uh, for better or worse, sometimes for better and sometimes for worse. That is kind of a part of my personality. If I set a goal or I want to be proficient at something, I just like throw myself into it. And, you right. know, it's the same thing with physical therapy school. I was unemployed at the time I went to physical therapy school. I had just right. lost a job. There was a recession going on. You know, the place I had been working went out of business a couple of weeks later. There were banks closing down, all this stuff. And it was like, I was like, what am I going to do now? You know, and I, I remember getting fired that day and I just kind of smiled, which might seem odd to some people because it was a high paying job. And I was like, now I get an opportunity to just go find something else to do. You know, I don't right. like living in Connecticut. I want to move to Florida. Let me go figure out how to do that one. So I went to the library. Again, it was a while ago, so not too much on the internet. But uh, went to the research section and found out, well, I could get this physical therapy degree. It's only a two-year degree. I already have a bachelor's. That wouldn't be very hard. And I could get that and then get a license. And then I could move to Florida and do physical therapy. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a job. I didn't know how I was going to pay tuition. I didn't even know how I was going to pay my bills, let alone go to school. But it was yeah. just like, this is what I want to do. I called the school. She's like, well, you got to come in for an interview. So I got time right now. Uh, otherwise, it'll be tied up for a couple of weeks. I'm like, I'll be there in 30 minutes. So I jumped in the car, got in the program, just made it happen. And my attitude was the same with the NFL thing. So I just have this Weird thing about me, I was literally, you'll get a kick out of this. I was literally on a plane prior to that experience of getting that college job. And I'm reading the, um, you know, they have the magazines in there, the airline magazines. I'm reading that. There's an article about NFL assistant coaches and what their life is like. And it said the average age of an NFL assistant coach is 45. And I was 41 at the time. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to do. That's my new goal. I'm, within the next four years, I'm going to become an NFL strength and conditioning coach. And it was, you know, I like you said, I'm a little flippant about it now, but it was not easy. I mean, I lived in Clearwater, Florida, and I was married, and I took off and went to Missouri 
for a year and a half. So my wife had to, you know, hold down the fort, bless her heart, while I was off fooling around being a college strength coach. And then I came back and thankfully enough, I ended up getting a job in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I didn't have to move out of town again. That was a lucky bounce. And uh, I did that for one season. It was a great experience. But, you know, when you are in the NFL, you realize uh, the joke is it doesn't stand for National Football League. It stands no, it's for, not for, not not for, for long. long. We, you know, guys talk about not if you get fired. It's more like when you get fired. And right. for us, that came after one season. I Football fans will know that I, I worked for Tony Dungy his last season at Tampa Bay. Then he moved on to Indianapolis and won the Super Bowl there. Our head strength coach, my boss, moved on to Jacksonville. And so I worked for him up there, not as a full-time employee, just on a as-needed basis for the next six seasons, but still went back to personal training. We continued to grow our personal training business, my wife and I, and that eventually became what it is now, which is Rock Solid Fitness in Dunedin, Florida. It's a one-on-one personal training studio. It's by appointment only. We you know, train people. We have a staff of coaches that we personally mm-hmm. put through an apprenticeship. So they do things the way we do things. And as I mentioned, a lot of our clients are, are runners and we have a lot of cyclists as well. We're in Florida, so people do a lot of outdoor things. And they find that the type of training we do allows them to not only look better and feel better, but also function better. And it fits perfectly into their lifestyle because it only takes 30 minutes once or twice a week. Absolutely. And so let's talk a little bit before we move on, talking about the pro athletes that you worked with. Is there a different, like, I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this question. The level of talent of the people you work with, there's no question, is on a different level, right? Mm-hmm. But did you notice that their work ethic to get to that level was also different? What did you notice about the clientele in the NFL? Again, I believe that there's no question that talent is there, right? But I also feel like the difference between professional and amateur is also it's talent plus work ethic. Am I crazy for saying that? You are not. It requires each step up in competition requires a new level of commitment. So if you're mm-hmm. a high school athlete, that's a certain level of commitment that's required to excel. Although sometimes in high school, you just, you know, in cross country, mm-hmm. let's say, you just get one kid who's faster than everybody else. And of it course. really doesn't matter what you're doing. Right. You move to college. Now there's a new level of commitment required because everybody's fast. Right. So Now you got to step up what you're doing if you want to compete successfully at that level, talent notwithstanding. Talent's kind of a given from that level on. And then you get to pro sports. And as you mentioned, you're dealing with the top one half of 1% of all the athletes from that, that ever took up that sport. And it's a very interesting question you ask because, yeah, the commitment is it is there. It has to be, or you just don't stay in pro sports. I mean, people think, oh, I'd love to have that job. You show up, you go to practice, you go to a game on Sunday. No, they're there right. at six in the morning and they don't leave till five, six at night. Right. It's a, and every minute of that day is accounted for. Mm-hmm. Now the players who just play, and that if I said their name, you would have never heard of them, have a different level of commitment, even at that level. Mm-hmm. Then some of the half a dozen Hall of Famers we had on my team, like Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, 
Coach Dungy himself, Randall McDaniel. Guys like that have even a higher level of commitment than the average professional player. And it's just frightening to see how hard they work in addition to how talented they are. And that's why I give now bringing it back to, like I said, not everyone, again, you talk about, it's like what it's like less than a percent of the, it's not even a percent of the population. You Mm -hmm. figure there's like, I think there's what, like a hundred per team, let's say there's 28. So that's like 3000 people. Let's just say, you know, that's even, I think a high number, Mm -hmm. but let's just say there's three to 5,000 people involved in the NFL as athletes, practice squad, hundred per team, right? Something like that. But like, even if there were 5,000, that's not even 1%. That's not even like, it's like, it's like a fraction of even one. It's a fraction of even 0.1%, right? Like it's so small. Mm -hmm. So here's my thing on now bringing it back to runners, right? Like to run a marathon, to run a big race, right? I ran New York City. That took hours of just getting my stamina up to, you know, I didn't even do 26, like to run 19. Uh, I think the most I did to get ready for New York City Marathon one day was 19 miles, right? That took three plus hours, right? Nobody has, I've got a full-time job. I've got to run this company. I've got kids, they've got sports, you know, now you say, all right, people that are running marathons, people that have weight goals, even if you're lifting weights, no matter what physical fitness thing you're looking for, while you might not be a pro athlete, the discipline of saying, I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm going to get my kids and family where they need to be. I'm going to be a good husband and make sure my wife and I have date night. I'm going to be the best person I can at my job. Like, I mean, I don't think you like people, the discipline that it takes to be in shape, right? That right there, it shows you that 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 person's a winner. You might not get a NFL Tiffany's trophy at the end. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think you're a winner just by compartmentalizing and and really putting your priorities in place to say, look, I'm going to do boom, 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 boom. And I'm not wavering. I'm not going to be lazy in one of these pockets that are important to me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And in some ways, to me, it's more impressive. You know, on the on the one hand, it's, you know, there's an ancient saying, all excellence is equally difficult. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to be a pro athlete to be hugely committed and to be excelling at life. And in many ways, the situation you're describing, such as your own, where you have a family to look after and you got to mm-hmm. make a living and you're trying to get this running training in. That's in many ways more impressive to me than pro athletes because a lot of these guys, that's all they have to think about is football. In the case of the NFL, where you know the wife is home yeah. taking care of all that other stuff or whatever it happens to be. So it's a very single-minded pursuit in many cases. So yeah. in, in many ways, the average guy is, is much more who, who's excelling in, and just in life is yeah. uh, you know more of a hero, let's say. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's where you just talked about the greats, right? I, I read me being outside Philly. They the rumor always here is if Allen Iverson, you know, didn't drink and gamble and was maybe a foot taller, he would have been better than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, and again, that this is rumor. I don't know the guy. I've never hung out with him. But you know, the rumor was that he liked to you know party and not you know because that's I know my friends and I we're always like, man, if my job was being a pro athlete, right? Yeah. Like you know, you would devote hours to that craft. Okay. So let's now I, we're kind of coming in our fourth quarter of our conversation. So now let's talk where you are now, you know, our audience. And again, I say this with love, I think, and cause I'm, I'm in this group, 35 plus you see people 
you know, I think I want to say a story to you. Then I want you to kind of take this home. What's a, a funny story is last summer. I'll never forget. I haven't ran outside yet this year. I hate it's funny. You said you moved to Florida. I hate the cold weather I live in. So during the winter, I am a treadmill runner when, it, when it's it's just too cold. I don't like it. But about last fall, I'm, I'm, as I was doing like some marathon training and my last couple of trainings outside, I was just running after a rain, a rainstorm and there was a puddle and I'm 42 right now. And I never forget my six-year-old can jump over this puddle. No problem. I went to jump over the puddle. I did it, but I never forget after jumping over it, I was like, wow, that just took way more <laughs> effort than it should have, right? Because my mind doesn't think I'm 42, right? Mm -hmm. 35 is when really a lot of this started. You got to give the Tom Brady's of the world a lot of credit, right? For what they're doing at 40 some years old. One of the reasons I pinged you was because you're dealing with this group. 35 plus coming kind of in that second half of, of your life. Let's say 80 is your average lifespan. You're coming into, you know, dealing with, all right, this is the second half of my life. Now, what are your clients like? What are you dealing with? And Dave, as we kind of wrap up, I think this is a great kind of why I brought you on the show. Now talk to our audience. Well, that was exactly what you're saying is my inspiration for creating the website strengthafter50.com. You know, what we do here locally in Dunedin is great, but I, I wanted to have people worldwide be able to, you know, I wanted to be able to reach everybody who's in that group getting a bit older right. and, you know, I have uh, a ton of information here they can read for free and so forth. But the main message is that as you get, in the case of my website, over 50, but as you mentioned, over 40, over 35, you know, it's kind of a continuum. Mm -hmm. Things start to be different with regard to your physical training. Yep. You're going to have old injuries that are going to come back and remind you that they are there, that you might yeah. have gotten in high school or whatever, you know, when you jumped off the roof of your friend's garage into his pool and you sprained your ankle that time. You forgot all about it till you turned 42. And now you're running and your ankle feels funny. You know, as you get over 50 and over 60, like I am, you might need a joint replacement. You might yeah. need back surgery. You might need rotator cuff surgery. You're going to have some things that you have to work around. And your choice is two things. You can either just give in to all of that and just live mm -hmm. a very sedentary and restricted type of life, which the whole idea of that makes me sick, frankly. Or you can say, I am not going to let that happen. I'm going to live the fullest life possible. That's my goal in every way. And it's like the strength training part of it is like the magic, as close to a magic bullet as you can come. Right. It's time efficient. It's sustainable. It's safe the way I advocate doing it. It's something you can sustain literally forever. And you can work around these injury issues and these other types of things that are cropping up and causing you not to be able to work out or possibly even run the way you did when you were 18 or 20. So mm -hmm. it's a new set of rules that we need. Those rules, that path has been paved already by other people. All the information is available. You just got to plug into it and be humble enough to say, I'm a little older now. I got to make some modifications, but there's no reason in the world for me to give up on what I want to do. I just got to change it a little bit. As Tony Robbins would say, 
be flexible in your approach, but stay committed to your goal. And that right. is what strengthafter50.com is all about. I think that's what 6amrun.com is all about. Just living a full life, including running. And yeah. the strength training is just to complement that. I'm not training weightlifters over here. It's right. just a complement to enhance your life and not detract from it. Wow. No, I love that. And then you mentioned the website a couple of times. We guys, we will put that in the bio for sure. Let me ask you a couple last questions as we really close this conversation up. And, and, and we really had a beautiful 30 minutes here and I appreciate your time. Did COVID, you know, help with you and, and, and you knew, it seems like you, you have your niche of people that needed help. And I love that you figured that out and you have been doing something great. Did COVID allow you to reach a, a broader audience do you know telemedicine became very huge i think you kind of can do your industry can do a form of telemedicine telephysical therapy if you want to call it that did covid allow you to reach a bigger network people not just in florida it definitely did yeah that's an excellent point it kind of you know we kind of had those wheels in motion a little bit just kind right. of the way the world is going but that really caused us to hit the gas pedal, both in our local business, Rock Solid Fitness, we now offer virtual training. So we actually had from here in Dunedin, Florida, we had a client go through a workout from South Africa recently wow. that wow. the guys took her through. So that was cool. Our first transcontinental workout. And with strengthafter50.com, that's one of the services I offer there. That's obviously all digital. So yeah, I have a video course there that's available. And also I do telecoaching, I call it, but just right. like you mentioned, so I, you know, I'll get on the zoom call. I just, as I mentioned to you privately earlier, I had a guy yesterday who's 61. He recently took up running. He just entered his first, he entered his first 5k a couple months ago and came in third or something and, uh, oh, in his class and then entered a 10k and came in third again. So he's ecstatic. He loves it, but he's got He's got aches and pains now. And he's like, can you help me with these aches and pains? He's in Makes California. Sense. I'm in Florida. No problem. I'm going to design a program for him. We're going to get him all set up. So that's the beauty of the whole thing. But COVID definitely did, as it did for many people, you know, cause you to look at alternative ways of getting your message across. Wow. Yeah, no, Dave, this was an amazing 30 minutes. Like I said, well, I really appreciate your time. I, I'm, I'm so excited for our audience to hear this. We're definitely going to put all your information out there, guys. Dave is definitely a great resource, has the degrees to back it up, which I love. And I think we're getting some, and I appreciate your time to get some people that are as, you know, as certified and professional in, in what they're discussing. I think that's a big, big thing for our community. So I know your time is valuable and, and I appreciate every moment you spent with us. So with that, is there any last words, anything you'd like to say or promote? I know I, um, if you want to just say that site one more time and how people can get a hold of you or, and then any closing statement, please go for it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I really appreciate you having me on. I had a great time in the last however long we've been talking to each other. I, I mean, I could do this literally all day. I'm sure you could too. It was super fun for me. So mm -hmm. thanks a million. My website is strengthafter50.com. They can email me at admin at strengthafter50.com. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn as well. Yeah, head over to the website and there's some some articles there that some blog posts that people can read. There's a free report on uh, some of the ideas that we spoke of. And uh, 
I would be very interested in hearing from some of your listeners, having them contact me, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that they have. Oh, for sure. No, Dave, thank you so much for your time, guys. As always, I appreciate everyone listening to this, whether you're running, as you're kind of finishing the run, hopefully now you have some more light at the end of the tunnel if you're in pain as you finish this uh, run that you're maybe listening to this episode on. And uh, Dave, definitely, I think if we get some more questions and stuff, I have Dave's information. I have it. We'll obviously share it. But maybe I can reach back out to you and we'll go a little longer, like maybe in a few months or something, if you want to come back on, sir. We'd love to have you back on. That'd be fantastic. I would very much look forward to that. Definitely. Maybe uh, collect some questions from our audience and and shoot them at you. So uh, thank you guys, Uh, everyone, Dave, again, thank you for your time till the next episode, everyone. I really appreciate you guys taking a listen to each one. And as we grow and again, don't hesitate to reach out to myself. And again, I'm I'm repeating myself, but we'll put Dave's uh, information in case any of you guys have questions for him. Thank you, everyone. Have a great, great day. Go crush it.